0: You're listening to Leaving Toxic, the podcast where we talk about how to throw out the trash in your life, whether it be your habits, your mindset, your environment, or the people around you. I'm your host, Telly Rose. Are you ready? Let's leave toxic. Welcome to a very special... (laughs) unplanned and spontaneous episode of Leaving Toxic. Recently, I stumbled upon the drama storm that has been going around in regards to the text messages that have become publicized between Jonah Hill and his ex. The texts first appeared from what I've read on Friday, July 7th, uh, the ex-Sarah Brady revealed Jonah Hill's texts that she claims were emotionally abusive and what many experts would consider coercive control. Spoiler alert, I agree. In a series of posts that she shared to her Instagram story. Now, the way I discovered it was through somebody else that shared them, which I assumed was a friend of hers who was publicizing them. But that's not how it happened. Sarah publicized them herself. And so these texts were Jonah showing that he is asserting boundaries. And yet what those boundaries were were not actually boundaries. And so we're going to get into that. If you haven't seen the carousel post that I put on Instagram and Facebook, please go check it out because it'll give you a really nice tight little summary of the whole thing but this podcast episode is dedicated to going into the nitty-gritty of everything. I may not have all the text messages at my disposal right now but I'm going to talk about the ones that that I did have uh, access to and these aren't When I say access to, I don't mean access to as in something you wouldn't have access to just by Googling, but this is what I found by Googling. So these texts, as I said before, they, in my opinion, demonstrate the weaponization of boundaries and therapy talk within a relationship. Let's just talk about boundaries. What is a boundary? There's a lot of different ways to define a boundary. I found this. Definition of boundaries by this therapist, and I probably am not saying his last name correctly, but uh, Jeff Gunther. And it goes like this A boundary is a healthy limit a person sets for themselves to protect their well being and integrity. It is a rule or guideline that one creates to identify reasonable, safe, and permissible ways for others to behave toward them and how they'll respond when someone passes those limits. So permissible ways for others to behave toward them and how they'll respond when someone passes those limits. And so it's not about, a boundary is not, you need to stop doing this because it bothers me. That's not what boundaries are. Now, you can make a request in a relationship. But a request is not a boundary. A request is not a boundary. Yeah, if your mind is kind of going, it's kind of blowing right now, just keep listening, because we're gonna get into it deeper. So Let's also talk about therapy speak because that is something that if if you were to Google Jonah, the Jonah Hill tax, then you are going to see the phrasing that he also weaponized therapy speak. And so if you don't know what therapy talk or therapy speak is, I'll define it so there's no confusion going forward. Therapy speak is when clinical sounding words and terms such as triggered and avoidant attachment style and yes even boundaries are used in everyday language therapy speak is also a way that we can exercise healthy communication and connect with each other in healthier ways by using i statements and paraphrasing what somebody else says to let them know that we're listening when it's done right This is actually really healthy. This is good. And it can help us connect better to ourselves and other people. But just like any powerful tool, therapy speak can be used as a weapon and can be used to leverage the power dynamic and shift the power dynamic between people. All right. So we know what boundaries are and we know what therapy speak is. So let's get into the texts. Some of the texts that Sarah shared, that the communication between Jonah and her, one of those was regarding pictures of her, photos that he felt were inappropriate and wanted her to remove. So in one of the texts, she says, Sarah says, Three removed, not the video yet. It's my best surfing video. Would you feel better if the cover frame was different? Any more specific ones that bother you? Jonah says, yes, one that isn't of your ass in a thong. Sarah says, not a thong, but K. And then Jonah says, and as far as other pictures, you in a bathing suit, surfing or not? And then Jonah replies directly to the not-a-thong-but-K text of Sarah's and says, I'm done. So what do we have here? Are you listening to this and thinking that you are hearing a reasonable request from one partner to another? And that she should do it if she respects him in the relationship? Is there a part of you that believes that? Well, let me tell you. Right here, he is not enforcing boundaries, but this is control. By telling her to remove certain photos of herself online. This is him saying, I'm not going to go find somebody else who doesn't have a job where they're in a bathing suit most of the time. I'm choosing you to be in a relationship with and I am requesting that you change yourself. What he's exerting in those text messages is control and not boundaries. And when she shows the slightest bit of pushback, which is when she said, not a thong, but K. And again, on on my Instagram, if you go to the post, you can see that the photos that he sent her as examples of what to take down, she is in a one-piece bathing suit. A one-piece bathing suit. Now, look, some people might be thinking, well, that's unacceptable to him. And you know what? That is perfectly fine. It can be unacceptable to him. He cannot want to be with a woman who has a profession where she wears a bathing suit 90 to 100% of the time in which photos of her will be taken and in which she has to promote herself where she will be in a bathing suit because that is what she wears for her profession most of the time he has every right to not want a partner who has that lifestyle the problem is that he is exerting control and calling it boundaries his boundary is to either accept her lifestyle and her profession or leave the relationship, really. And I know that there is gray area. There is gray area where some compromise can be made. And I think that's what she's trying to do in the text. She is saying, would you feel better if the cover frame was different? She's trying to stand up for herself a little bit by saying, I moved th- removed three but not the video because it's my best surfing video and why does she care about her best surfing video because she is a professional surfer and as her profession she needs to promote what she does So, she, when she tries to st- stand up for herself a little bit, and then her, she offers a compromise, but there's no compromise. He shames her by saying, yes, one that isn't of your ass in a thong. And second, he says, as far as other pictures, you in a bathing suit, surfing or not. I just... I, I, (laughs) you know, it's one. Okay, so I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. If you are listening and you completely disagree with everything that I'm saying and you think that you have read the text messages of Jonah and you think that it is perfectly fine, the request that he made and that it's she, it's she either respects his requests or not, then I would love, I would love to have a conversation with you, maybe even have a podcast interview where we, we don't, not in a disrespectful way, but in a, in a I'm curious, it, it's, it's just my, I'm, I'm, I try to open my mind and think, you know, what, why would why would someone think this is acceptable? How can I even wrap my mind around it? And I'm really having a hard time. So I'm more curious than anything. So if you know somebody who thinks that this behavior is acceptable and normal, and they would be willing to have a conversation with me and let me record it for the podcast, send them my way. Okay, enough of that side note. Next text. This is where... Jonah says, so this is all Jonah, he says, you're right, we can't do surf social things or develop trust until you consider me and make decisions that give regard to our relationship. I have been vulnerable as possible and I am telling you I am needing you to step up to the plate, which you can, I am sure of it. But these losers don't get your time if you want me, straight up. So I know that was kind of a lot of words that I just said. But basically, in my, in my translation, this, this par- paragraph says, it's your job to consider me by doing things that don't threaten my deep insecurities that were there before you ever came along, straight up, <laughs> Jonah goes on to say, I respect your love of surfing, but I respect myself as well. And your love of surfing and being in those situations and lack of awareness are not mutually exclusive. I love how intellectual he gets with his control. Do you notice that? Are you hearing that as I'm reading it? It's not just therapy speak. It's not just calling boundaries something they're not there's also ways to manipulate people by communicating in a really cerebral and and an intellectual way where you just kind of it's almost like you're throwing these like words you're just throwing like intelligent words and therapy speak words at, at a wall that's what just happened here when he's saying i respect your love of surfing you know i interpreted that text as i do not respect Your love for surfing and I fully expect for you to change in order to meet my demands you know like that if there was like a google translator for that text that's what it would say in my opinion he goes on to say if you want marriage and family you can't use the 25 card 25 years old step up and cut shit these people don't get your time or your kindness at the sacrifice of mine And if I was to Google Translate that text message, it would be, stop being a young person with autonomy and do the things that make me feel secure. Cut the shit and just do what I want. This conversation, all these messages that he sent, this is not setting boundaries. This is exerting control and trying to control the actions of another person. This is someone who is relying on her, relying on an external source to do something to make him feel more secure, feel better, don't have a threat to his manhood, etc. This is not boundaries. It is not. Lastly, the text from Jonah that says, My favorite things that I responded to in that Instagram post. Jonah texts her, texts Sarah with, plain and simple, if you need surfing with men, boundaryless, inappropriate friendships with men to model, to post pictures of yourself in a bathing suit, to post sexual pictures, friendships with women who are in unstable places and from your wild recent past beyond getting a lunch or coffee or something respectful. I am not the right partner for you. If these things bring you to a place of happiness, I support it and there will be no hard feelings. These are my boundaries for romantic partnership. My boundaries with you based on the ways these actions have hurt our trust. And again... That's totally fine if those are Jonah's boundaries. But he needs to do something to protect himself, not push his preferences upon her. And at the same time, my opinion from what I know about abusive relationships domestic violence and the studies that have been done about it and the books that have been written about it is that some things are some things are not necessarily preferences but it is a it's more than that it's it's control and it's abusive you see here that especially with that comment about friendships with women who are in unstable places and from your wild recent past. What does that even mean? You know, she's 25 years old. What were you doing when you were 25? You know, and if you were, um, you know, married with kids, and all you did was go to work and come home, then I'm not talking to you but just think about it you were if you're 25 what were you doing i'm i know that i was out at the nightclubs i was drinking i was staying out late i was wearing tight little short dresses i was getting into trouble a little bit not like legal trouble but you know i did things that were you know like sometimes i look back and i'm like how did i survive that <laughs> you know but 25 year olds your brain is in this place where you are still learning and you are experimenting and you unfortunately some parts of it i think that i envy because at 25 life had not yet beaten me down as much as I guess it has at 41, you know, and, and when I say beaten me down, it's more like the the stick of reality, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like I was still sort of idealistic and just like, Oh, I'm just going to go have fun and I'm going to stay out and I'm going to look cute and it's going to be fine. And, um, so anyway, but you know, at 25, I was not a professional surfer that takes dedication it has to so when he's talking about her wild past and and friends women who are in unstable places like i mean what does that even mean i understand if like there's friends that are like maybe they're deep into drug use and or I mean, I don't even know what else. Criminal activity. I mean, I don't even know what he means by unstable. I know that sometimes we can have friendships where the lifestyles are so different that it doesn't make, you know, you you kind of become disconnected for a little while. But I get this feeling just by when I read that is that it's, It's more about controlling freedom. Like these women inspire her to be more free, like wild recent past. Wild to me means free. These women inspire her to be an autonomous, independent human. And that is threatening to somebody who is emotionally abusive. And this is exactly what I think it is. I do think it's emotional abuse. Now, does it mean Jonah is a bad person? I don't, I don't know. I don't know him. This isn't necessarily about him. It's just a great example of what boundaries are not. And if I translated that text, plain and simple, if you need to enjoy a sport you love that happens to take place around men, friendships with men who threaten my manhood, To take modeling gigs you may be offered as a reasonable result of being a professional surfer. To post photos that make me feel insecure that I'll label sexual in order to shame you into not doing it. Friendships with women who may influence you to be a free, independent person. If you need any of these things, these completely normal things, I'm not the right partner for you. These are the demands that I will call boundaries in order to exert control over you and the relationship. And that is my that is my translation. He's probably right. He's probably right. She is not the right partner for him. But the point is that just like I have said in other social media posts boundaries are not when you put a gate around a person you put a fence around them and they're like you're like you don't get to do this thing that bothers me you're not going to do that i need you to not do that so i'm going to draw the, this is this this cage around you in in terms of whatever those specific behaviors are that's not boundaries a boundary is when you put the fence or the gate around yourself boundaries are more of a gate than a fence or a cage gate meaning that it's it's you get to decide who comes in that safe circle boundaries are like a gate and it's a gate that you build yourself and you put around you as a way of protecting yourself. So if Jonah were to truly exert boundaries, then he would probably end the relationship to be quite honest. Because he is clearly not okay with being with a partner who has a public image that involves wearing a bathing suit, and being around the opposite sex, since this is a heterosexual relationship we're talking about. He's clearly not okay with it. And so he's using, instead of saying, I'm not okay with this, and I'm going to walk away, he's using tactics to control the situation and to manipulate her into doing what he wants. To mold her into being who he wants her to be instead of just letting her go and finding someone who isn't in that same profession or any profession where she's wearing a bathing suit. So obviously professions that wouldn't be okay with Jonah are surfers, models, maybe even actresses. I don't know. There was a recent post on social media by, and gosh, I might be butchering her name too, but it's called, she, her name is Jillian Turecki. <laughs> so you probably know who um, it is just by me saying her name. I saw a post of hers today that just was like, oh, shit. So I want to share it with you right now. I'm trying to look for it. Um, and... It's so relevant to this conversation about boundaries. I found it. Every issue we've ever faced inside of a romantic relationship can be traced back to how we relate to ourselves. I'll go ahead and say that again. Every issue we've ever faced inside of a romantic relationship can be traced back to how we relate to ourselves. Damn. (sighs) That's a harsh truth, isn't it? I totally believe that it's true. (laughs) So again, in this situation with, with Jonah, if all relationship issues can be traced back to how we feel about ourselves, and how does this how does this show that Jonah feels about himself he probably doesn't think very highly of himself inside or maybe he does and i don't know what i'm talking about you know i got a couple comments on what i shared about this on social media regarding his his position of power and money so he has money and he has power and he has influence and somebody said to me that this needs to be considered in this situation because men in these positions frequently exert that power over women because they can and rather than seeking out women who are submissive they will seek to take women that they feel are somehow also powerful or who either have something they don't maybe characteristic wise someone they feel like is out of their league and they will choose them and then try to but it's like at first they're amazed and and just so attracted to whatever these qualities are but then once they're in the relationship and it doesn't and it seems like that that person isn't going anywhere then the abuser then starts to really feel that territorial possessiveness and all of a sudden all those characteristics that were attractive in the beginning are all of a sudden the very things that they want the person to change because the the rush of the chase and the 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 that beginning honeymoon stage admiration has worn off. And when that wears off with somebody who is toxic or abusive, then they're left with their default setting. We're all left with our default setting, but with abusers and toxic people, Basically, they're all the people I talk about are abusers. So I, I say toxic just to make it more relevant. But really, we're talking about abusers. OK, um, and so with abusers, their default setting is insecurity and suspicion and right, self-righteousness and entitlement, power and control. Power and control are the number one. That's the priority for anybody who has an abusive personality. So it can be very confusing because in the beginning, it seems like they are so amazed by how, maybe they're so amazed by how driven you are, how intelligent you are, how funny you are, how sexy you are. And then over time, those very same things become threat because what made you so attractive is now what could make you attractive to someone else and we can't have you knowing how attractive you are to others because then you might leave and unfortunately abusive personalities they don't understand that that's really not necessarily how it works i mean it could be end up like that but There's nothing wrong with admiring an intelligent, accomplished, beautiful partner, knowing that they are a catch, but you're so lucky to have caught them. But that's not how, that's not the mind of an abuser. That's That's not how it works. And I have no doubt that Jonah has deep, painful issues that he still needs to work out, and I have compassion for those. I do. This is not about demonizing a celebrity. These I do not know if I could unequivocally call him an abuser. I know that the the behavior that I saw here was abusive for sure. With no doubt in my mind. And I hope that what's happening right now is is a wake-up call for him. But this is how abusive relationships begin. It's really easy to get swept up in them because at first this person is amazed by you and cannot get enough of you cannot get enough of who you are and what you do and how you move about the world they're fascinated and maybe they really are in the beginning maybe they really are however as time goes on and they start to feel like they have locked you down that amazement That fascination suddenly decreases intensely. Unless you do what they want you to do, and then they're happy campers. But that's not a partnership. That's a dictatorship. And it's not how healthy relationships work. This isn't about bathing suits. It's not about talking to her, talking to men. And, you know, I really don't know exactly what happened in the relationship. I have no idea. What I do know is what I read is an example of what boundaries are not and how boundaries and therapy terms and intelligence can be weaponized within a relationship. That is why it is so important to continue educating yourself. Emotional intelligence is powerful. Not just because it helps to strengthen healthy relationships or create healthy relationships, but because if you know about what it means to be emotionally intelligent, then you're going to know about what boundaries truly are. And if you know what boundaries truly are, then you will know when someone is trying to convince you of something that they are not. As I said earlier, it is okay if, for us to make requests in a relationship and to compromise, but both parties have to agree. And really, Even with boundaries, there has to be room for the other partner to be curious. If that partner wants to know more, to understand where that boundary is coming from, that's also okay. The difference is that Jonah was not setting boundaries to be better understood. Because, well, first of all, they weren't boundaries. It wasn't, it wasn't that. It was, it was control. It was, you have to do something different so that I feel better. Instead of, I need to do something better so that I feel better. That's what boundaries are. I need to do something better, different, to take care of me. And what I'm going to do to take better care of me, to protect me in this situation is fill-in-the-blank. And whatever that fill-in-the-blank is, it's not to punish the other person. It is truly supposed to be what will be best for your well-being. One of my favorite, favorite books of all time and i i don't even have an affiliate like i get no money from this but one of my top i would say top five favorite books is called outrageous openness by tasha silver you can get it on amazon or wherever right now outrageous openness and i don't recall the exact wording but So much of that book almost, like that whole book is almost like a sigh of relief for me. That's how magical the information in it is. And part of what has deeply influenced my life and my growth is the part that says something about wishing for the highest outcome for everyone involved. If we really want something to happen, trying to think about it in answering the question of what is the highest good for everyone involved in this situation. And really the answer to that is what is in my highest good? And when I say highest good, I don't mean what is the impulsive decision what is the easy fix what is the band-aid what is the instant gratification that is not what i mean by what is in my highest good what is in your highest good might feel like shit to do but you know that it's in your highest good you know what's in your highest good so that's what i mean when you do what's in your highest good it is automatically In the highest good for everybody involved when you make the most loving decision on your own behalf it is reflective it just it's like a mirror it just reflects the love out to everyone involved even if they don't like the decision that you made because you are making a decision that is the most loving for yourself and therefore is the most loving for everyone involved. Because what do you do when you make decisions that reflect that you don't love yourself? You do an act like Jonah did in these texts. When you don't love yourself enough to one, feel secure with photos of your girlfriend in a one-piece bathing suit, which, as we covered earlier, is reflective of what? How you feel about yourself, right? But even beyond that, even if you have these insecurities and traumas that you, you haven't yet faced or you haven't yet processed and it's so, it's still so, so hard. Like, for me, my ex... Was a drug user and heavily heavily used weed and i hate the smell of weed and i never want to date someone who smokes weed ever again i don't i don't want it in my life it's so such it's just a boundary that is a boundary for me definitely not drugs but I emphasize the weed part just because it's legal in California and a lot of, you know, a lot of people are very open-minded and it's great. Fine. It's medicinal for them. Great. They're not going to be my partner. So is there a possibility that I could meet somebody who uses it strictly just on occasion and just for strictly medicinal purposes? And is there a possibility that I could get to the point where I could maybe accept that if they make me feel safe and secure in a lot of other ways, it's a possibility that I could work on that because I know that it is is about a, a singular, it's about a singular person. The reason why I feel so deeply about that is because of a particular experience I had in one relationship, and I know that. So I would have to work on those feelings in order to get past it in 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 order to get past it enough to actually have a full blown relationship with someone who used marijuana. But I can't even tell you that I might that I that I will get over it. <laughs> I would have to really want to, you know, it'd be a very hard thing for me. Right. So. With Jonah, maybe that's just a boundary. Like, I just don't want to date somebody who is in the public eye and who happens to wear bathing suits and other, um, you know, revealing type of clothing. Okay. So don't date someone in that role. And as I'm saying that to you, my next podcast episode is where I'm going, this is what I did not say in the social media post I did about the texts between Jonah and Sarah, is I didn't talk about how I have acted in the ways that Jonah acted. I don't want to get too much into it because I'll give too much away, but, you know, it's I want to shed the light of how this behavior can show up even when you are a victim in of abuse and in, in a toxic relationship. So if you're listening and you've been, you've experienced, uh been victimized by domestic violence, you're going to want to tune into the next episode too, because sorry, you all aren't innocent either. <laughs> All right, until next time, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you on the next. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, consider leaving a review so more people can find it. Look, I'm about solutions and I'm taking client applications until all the slots are filled. If you'd like to apply to become a client, to find out more about me, and access other tools. See the show notes or visit my website at TullyRose.com. This has been Leaving Toxic. Thanks for joining me.